Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York. It's a beautiful Sunday. I'm sitting here broadcasting on the bright red desk, at the bright red desk with Remo by my side and a cup of tea in my hand. Well, actually, it's on the desk, but it's right nearby. Um, On this last week of 2020. Now, for those of you who are into numerology, remember it's a four. Chinese always go, oh, we don't like numbers, things that add up to four. Bad, bad, hard number, hard number. So, yeah, we we had a four-year this year, folks, and it was was a big four. We're going into a five-year next year, which is a year of change, and I'll be doing a webinar at uh, 7.30 tonight, which is sold out, but tomorrow or probably maybe even later tonight, it'll be up for sale on my website, so you can buy it and download it. You get a copy of the MP3, the MP4, and the slides, which have all sorts of dates and data and fun things. So it's going to be a good presentation, but sold out quickly. And um, we looked at making more room, not able to do it easily. So we're going to figure out other stuff for next year because the last few things have sold out. I don't know that that's a trend that's going to continue. But remember, we always sell it, and then you can always buy it the next day. You know, that's that's our policy. So, Or sometimes even the night of. So the year ahead, looking ahead to 2021, will be available for sale. Um, And, of course, you can, for free, 2020 is up there, so you can go download that and look at what I said was going to happen this year and see how good I was, (laughs) how accurate I was. Actually, how good astrology was, that's a better way to phrase it. So now as we wrap up this week ahead and we go forward into the next, we're still at the end of eclipse season. We have a few more days until we get to the full moon in Cancer, which officially ends it. And, of course, eclipse season is marked by things leaving us or things shifting or changing or us wrapping up stories. So we still have a couple more days, and we do have Venus aspecting the nodes of fate as well as uh, Vesta. So a number of people are homes, changing homes, moving homes, Venus on the south node, making decisions about important things directionally in their life. So it's kind of, you know, we're, we're getting ready for the change. Mars is still in his retrograde shadow, which means he is still going to be processing stuff that he's been working on since um, uh, July 25th when he went into Aries. And then he stationed on September 9th at 29, which he's going to get to next week, not this week, but next week, the, when he, and then he goes into Taurus next week. And once he does that, he kind of says, okay, all the stuff we've been working on and laboring over and figuring out, you know, all fall long, really since the beginning of July, we kind of now get a respite. He goes into a sign of building and changing. And, of course, this year was Saturn, Pluto, Jupiter transforming all of our structures Next year, the operative word is change, 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 in a good way, in the same way that, you know, when we see a hurricane come through and blow everything up or a big firestorm come along and burn everything down, this is the renovation, rebuild, renaissance, that forward motion energy. And, of course, this week, uh, we just started a new 20-year cycle in air. And doesn't it feel lighter? Doesn't it feel like... The energy of Saturn Saturn in Capricorn and Jupiter in Capricorn, they both shifted into air, and it just feels a little bit lighter. That happened on Monday on the ingress, on December 21st, 
And it, it's like, oh, wow, it feels a little lighter. It feels a little less heavy. And, of course, a lot of times when that shift happens, there's a structural change, you know, from the earth to the air. Think about that difference, the plane taking off. I talked about that last week, and you kind of lean back in the plane, and you feel it leaving off earth, and you kind of go, okay, reality is shifting. So it shifted. It does take a little while to get used to. So if you're feeling a little out of sorts or a little stressed, right where you're supposed to be, fortunately this week's aspects are pretty easy in the sense that they are um, not dramatic, hard aspects, but they do represent um, us looking at stuff and kind of going, okay, now what? Now that that's the reality, now what? And, of course, in our politics, we're having, um, you know, Cheeto, <laughs> I, whatever, Cheeto going down to Florida, refusing to sign the bill that basically expired last summer. They've been negotiating on it for nine months, and then he just goes, I'm not going to do it, and he leaves. He also didn't sign the bill for the military. Um, and, of course, if you remember, there was a period of time where he shut down our government because he didn't sign the bill. So we're, the government's going to shut, too. You know? So it's like, all right, um, you come in, you come in, you go out the same way. You know, have you ever noticed that when you start a relationship with someone, it builds up the way it does, and then as you leave, it leaves the same way? There's like an echo, right? There, it matches the entrance, uh, entrance matches the exit, so if you come in kind of suddenly, unexpectedly with some change, then as you go out, it's sudden, unexpected with some change. If it's a long, slow buildup, it's a long, slow departure. So um, we are certainly looking at that energy as we watch this stuff all change. Our job is to go, okay, what are the systems, the structures, the people, the, the relationships I have that are shifting and changing into some new form, because they are, starting a new 20-year cycle, starting a new 38-year cycle, starting a new 13-year cycle, starting a new 29-year cycle, starting a new 12-year cycle. And all these cycles starting, and they're inviting us. They're all in the same part of the chart. <laughs> they're inviting us. They're in inspiring us. They're whispering in our ear. They're asking us what kind of action. And so as we watch these things, of course, the military is going to get their budget approved because it's a – veto-proof majority in the House and the Senate because Trump vetoed that bill. But this other one that he's just sitting on, I mean, he can basically sit on it and it's nothing happened. You know, like people lose their homes, the rental control, the um, uh, the rental control, the unemployment, all the PPE reauthorizations, I mean, all gone, all gone. The money to run the vaccine programs not being distributed. I, You know, it's just, to my mind, you know, well, I'm, my politics are liberal. I don't understand how you can vote for a man who just doesn't care. You know, at what point do we look and go, he just doesn't care. 330,000 people have died. He just doesn't care. Uh, people can't eat. There's food lines. He just doesn't care. The healthcare workers are overwhelmed. He just doesn't care. Of course, the thing I find really interesting is when you looked at the uh, outbreaks, right, March, when COVID first showed up, we had a lot of um, uh, deaths in the minority communities and the people per, per people of color and the, the t densely populated, right? Now, interestingly, check your congressional locations. The deaths are happening in the Republican counties. 
Like you look at the Republican suburbs of Rochester and Buffalo and, of course, New York, Staten Island, those are where all the deaths are because those people aren't wearing masks and are dying. And I get it. They follow fearless into the into the realm. They're jumping off the cliff. But, like, you really you're going to follow a guy who doesn't care about you and wants to kill you? I, I, I just don't get it. But we're all having our moment. We all have to figure this out. We're all in our earth to do our work. My work is to go, what, what? <laughs> and then go, all right, that's my little rant. I ranted at the beginning because the election has happened. Uh, and now we're supposed to be transitioning into something new. But he still has, you know, 20 a month to do all sorts of crap to us. So, um, and you cannot tell me you're a law and order president if you release four people who killed four mercenaries. Blackwater is a mercenary company run by Eric Prince, whose sister, by the way, is Betty DeVos, who's been trying to get rid of education in this country for the last four years. But that these are his employees, and they killed people. They shot people in cold death, just shot them down, kids included. And he pardoned them. I'm sorry, this is not a law and order president. This is a narcissistic sociopath. I know you're tired of my rant. On to the astrology, on to the astrology. Um, so anyway, this week, as you can tell, Mars is towards the end of Aries. It just squared Pluto uh, just a couple days ago. So it's finished with its square. It's moving off into the difference, into the distance. And in next month, it is going to square part two, part three of squaring Jupiter and Saturn. But that's going to be in August. That's going to be in January. So this month, this week, what are we doing? Where are we working? What's the planets whispering in our ear? So um, we obviously shift into a new year mid-month, so I have two calendars here that we're going to do the months with. But in the first part, first part let's do the days and the day aspects. Um, so the sun this week is at 6 Capricorn, and it's going to 13 Capricorn. It went into Capricorn, of course, last Monday. And this week it has a trine to Uranus on the 27th, so it's got a forward motion. Uh, let's go forward. Let's see things. Let's try new things. That's tonight around 1025. And then it has an aspect with the nodes of fate on December 31st. And I know many of us are going to release uh, 2020 with a thankful prayer of blessings and encouraging it to leave. And then it has a nice parallel. Sun has a nice parallel with Venus on the 3rd of January, which is kind of like, okay, let's go. Good opportunity to to figure out new nurturing processes for you on January 2nd as the Sun Sextiles series. So the Sun's kind of quiet this week. And just kind of booming along. And I, I always find this week between Thanksgiving and Christmas great. When I was younger and I was in sales, we would take it off because, you know, nobody's working. <laughs> so I now take it off as an astrologer. So I'm really looking forward to, like, being off until the 4th. Uh, and, um, you know, just kind of thinking about last year. Well, it's not last year yet, but it will be in a couple of days. Thinking about 2020 and saying, what did I learn? What did I learn on the spiritual level? What did I learn on the intellectual level? What did I learn on the emotional level? And what did I learn on the physical level? Remember, we manifest ideas, vision, emotion hate, takes place. Right? You can have a great idea, you got a vision for it, but unless you put the emotion in it, it goes. So for me, this was a big year of loss. My, you know, my dad had died the year before. Whether I buy the condo or not, condo got sold. I didn't buy it. My aunt died. My good friend died. My cat died. My stepmother died. 
Uh, and then I had a lot of endings, just endings all over the place, which I honor and appreciate because I know that means new beginnings. But I am one of those people that stares at the door, don't always noticing who comes in, who's the new arrival. So I'm really looking forward to next year because it's a five-year which is all about excitement, action, moving forward, new beginnings, and we have a really delicious Uranus-Saturn square all year long, all year long. Uh, It's going to hit in February, June, and December, and if you have Uranus and Saturn in an aspect in your chart, that makes it bigger for you. Um, I happen to have uh, no aspect between them, but I like both of those planets for the most part. So, And we'll cover that in the What's Ahead in 2021 webinar, which will be available for you to buy um, tomorrow, maybe tonight, but probably tomorrow. Uh, so Mercury this week is running from 10 Capricorn to 26. Now, he has a lot of stuff, and what he's doing, he's breaking up from his combust position with the sun, where he's very opinionated and he's right, and he's moving ahead. He's leaving the sun and going forward ahead of the sun, and so he is going to be zipping along. He has an adjusting aspect to the nodes. Of, he has the, the idea of how you're going to nurture yourself, that the sun is going to want you to put into place, the sun says, okay, now let's do this new nurturing thing, okay? And Mercury says, yeah, let's come up with a plan for it uh, now. Let's plan it now. And so he's talking to you about what that plan looks like. And and Mercury sextile Neptune on January 1st is really much the dream is. Now, Mercury's in Capricorn. Very important this year to sit down, make a big list. Don't even make it just a year list. Just make it a big list of everything you want for the next 20 years. Right, so in my case, good health, um, maybe a place to retire to, you know, good work, um, good clients, good fun with friends, you know, like make a big list because Mercury's in Earth, he is answering to Saturn and Jupiter joined, who are saying, what do you want to create? So it's a great time. This is like one of the best years ever for New Year's resolutions because if you, especially if you write them, it'll ground them. Uh, then he has a hard aspect to the nodes of fate, which requests an adju- requests you to adjust, and that's on the second. And then he uh, does change your house a little bit on the second, too. House and home, because sometimes that's your body when he talks to Vesta. And it might be, you know, say a year of health this year, or I'm adjusting my home environment so it's more supportive of me. I have a few people that are painting and decorating this week to get new stuff, cleaning out their bookcases, moving things in a new way. Mercury does meet up with Eris, the goddess of discord, on the 4th, so that's a little bit argumentative that day because he squares Eris and he meets up with Pluto. So that's pretty intense. That's going to be on the 4th, which is uh, uh, coming soon to a <laughs> Monday when we all have to go back to work. And then uh, Mercury is aspecting the nodes of fate on the 5th, inviting us to figure out in a positive way, whereas there's an adjusting aspect on the 2nd. Venus this week is running in Sag. So she runs from 16 Sag through 24 Sag. And, of course, what you do is you map out in your chart where these two guys are going. And remember, she and Mercury are kind of dancing with each other because Mercury is running from 10 cap to 25, and she's running from 16 Sag to 24. So those numbers are going to activate right when they're in the same sign. And it's in a, it's in a blind spot or a semi-sextile aspect which allows them to um, 
to kind of go, oh, I hadn't taken that into consideration. Oh, I, 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 oh, you know, that's really, that really would be helpful to me. So they, they're kind of hearing things, but it's like in the periphery. It's like they don't really see it because it's kind of so close to them. It's like riding in a car and you ask the person next to you to get you something, or when you're going to go change lanes, you have to look to see if there's a car in your blind spot. So Mercury and um, the Sun have that kind of relationship this week. Or I'm sorry, Mercury and Venus have that kind of relationship this week, where they're kind of chatting, but they're you know they might get distracted and go by the exit, right? Because um, they're talking, and then Zoom, they go by the and you go oh, went by the exit, yeah. Uh, but but so we we know that energy. Venus running from 16 Sag to 25 Sag. So she has a little bit of stress this week when she's having a hard aspect to Saturn and Jupiter. Um, it's a semi-square, and that's the 28th and 29th. And she's in Sag, so she's kind of um, uh, she's a little overwrought, Venus is, when she's in Sag. You know, it's like there's a lot to do. There's not a lot of time. She feels a little anxious. She wants to get everything done. She cries a bit on the 30th because she has a square to Neptune. And then she dives into the south node of fate on December 31st and says, let go, let go, let go. So there's a lot of letting go energy. And then she also changes housing stuff on the 31st. She's parallel to Pluto because she has a square to the Vesta. She's parallel to Saturn on the 31st, which is, you know, kind of, I always think of Venus with Pluto, especially in a positive energy where they're uniting. I kind of think of that as the Scarlet O'Hara moment, you know, where she pulls those carrots out of the ground and she goes, I swear I'll never be hungry again. Or, you know, so it's, it's got that energy of a declaration of power, declaration of vision, declaration of what I want. So you're going to watch for that energy. And then, of course, um, she has a uh, trine to Eris on the third, so she's kind of moving forward in a positive way. But she also has a semi-sextile to Pluto on the third, which is a little bit of a need to adjust. Well, if you don't want to be hungry again, what are you going to do to change it? So there's that energy with Venus talking to the planets in the sky. And she is wanting you to have a vision. And so part of it is that opportunity to see things in a new way is the, is her energy. And, of course, she's in the sign of candles. She hasn't gone into Capricorn like the Sun and Mercury have, so she's a little bit lighter. Um, then we have Mars this week. He's kind of quiet. He's 25, 26, 27, loping along, getting ready to get to his stationary point, which is next week. But this week he's not really doing much of anything. Um, which is actually nice. <laughs> so you don't have to worry. Mars is not causing – next week he's going to be a little excitable as he hits Uranus, you know, as planets hit Uranus and as he goes into Taurus. But right now he's loping along. Neptune and Jupiter are in a semi-square on January 4th. So this is a little bit of um, looking at the story and, and realizing it's shifted – in a permanent way, right? So I, I remember I had a friend who had this aspect by transit, and she was, um, she was going away for the summer for a couple of months and um, had kind of looked at her apartment and went, oh, my apartment is just, you know, like you know how that morning light and it comes in the window and you just look at your home and you go, oh, my home, it's just exactly what I want it to be. It's just perfect on some level. And then she went off, and then her ice maker broke, and then her floors flooded, and then her floors, you know, in New York, especially some of the older apartments, they have these tiles which are little. They're kind of laid like a mosaic, 
um, in the floor. And so all the tiles got wet. Of course, she wasn't home to see the leak. And, of course, it was a more modern building, so it was concrete floors, so the neighbors downstairs didn't get the leak. And uh, finally, it went out her front door, and I guess somebody noticed it there um, because the ice maker broke. You know, the water was just in the house. Uh, So the, the floors became like these rolling hills, of t- of wooden tiles, right? And it was the Jupiter. She was having that Jupiter Neptune semi square. So I always think of that image of this perfectly flat floor, and then it gets flooded, and then it does these rolling tiles. Now, those of you who I know who've been having some big old Neptune transits, you know this is a little bit of a stressful one because it's the the vision of what was, and then the shift and change in it. And, you know, I just still remember, you know, seeing those rolling floor tiles. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Uranus this week squares Athena. That happens on the 28th. So that's a new idea about things or a new way of thinking about things. And then um, we also have Vesta squaring the nodes of fate on December 30th. And a lot of times that is a changing, a structural change that you want to make around how you're housed, how you're carried. And I like to think of Vesta as the body. So this is actually a really good New Year's to do health res, res, you know, renovations or resolutions. It's also a good time to do habit ones because Mercury in Capricorn is really focused on, you know, okay, you're saying you want to do this for the next 20 years, Jupiter and Saturn? We can do it. The sun is saying to Jupiter and Saturn, okay, you guys are saying that's what we want to do. We can do it. Okay, we're on it. Venus also, she's answering to the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. Okay, that's the plan. I can do it. So there's a lot of energy reporting into that new conjunction around coming up with the vision. So that's why I really want you big picturing it, really pushing your energy out into the world of the dream, the ideal, the thing and think about all the stuff you've gone through this year and what it resulted in and then what your hope is for the new year, what your dream is for the new year, what you're having gone through all these changes, what's inspiring you to go forward. Because you can feel it. You can feel the shift. You can feel it's moving. We don't really know where we're going. We still have a huge journey ahead of us. We have to get through this pandemic. We have to get through whatever people get vaccinated. We have to get through whatever the rebuild is. We still have two more years till we're finished with our Pluto transit as a country. We haven't even started to talk about the economic impact this is all going to have. Uh, some of us have, but you know, in the in the collective, that hasn't come out. Other than you know, restaurants are closing and places are closed. Well, yeah, but that's all people's lives and people's dreams that have been changed forever. What's their new dream? What's their new choice? And so this is an optimistic time in the sense that the days start to get a minute longer every day. In the Southern Hemisphere, of course, they're getting a minute shorter because it's their summer. But for us here, the light's a little bit a little bit later. Sunset's a little bit later every day. And so sitting and talking to what that vision is, thinking about what's the vision that you want to bring in uh, for yourself in this time. You know, that's an important time. Uh, and writing it down. I really just, big piece of paper, you can do a vision board if you want to, where you paste things on it, but you really want to kind of have that vision of the new direction um, for you. All right, so let's look at the moons. My first, my last time with the old calendar, which is rather ratty and rolled edges and looks pretty skanky, and then four days into the new calendar. Woohoo, we're moving. 
All right. So um, the, today the moon is in Gemini. As you can tell, I'm a little chatty. Uh, and it goes void tomorrow at 10.01 p.m. with a sextile to Mars. So today, tomorrow, very active communication, big, important, positive closing energy. Uh, Tuesday, the moon goes into Cancer at um, 5.28 a.m. It's in Cancer Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It is a full moon at 10.28 p.m., and it is... um, it's a juicy full moon, but also remember it's the end of the eclipses. So that means the next couple of days we still can have people departing. And also really through Mars still in Aries. Once Mars gets past his stationary point next week on the 6th, 7th, depending on where you live in the world, we're going to have, you know, you're going to feel Mars really shift into, okay, I'm done fighting, now I'm grounding, now I'm building. Um, and so moon is in cancer on Tuesday, Wednesday goes void at 845 in the morning on the 31st and it goes void with a square. So Tuesday, Wednesday, morning of Thursday, good to throw away things, separate things, clean out things. I always like to, you know, it's the big Christmas tree, you know, carry, you know, you go out in the curb and there's all these Christmas trees on the curb. Um, the moon is void uh, Thursday morning from 8.45 to 1.58 p.m. And then it goes into Leo on 1.58 p.m. on New Year's Eve. Well, that's good news. We're going to have a moon in Leo, which is lights and happiness and new beginnings and love and creativity. And, you know, what's your what's your word for 2021? My word is uh, partnership and love. Those are my two words. We're looking for partnerships. We're looking for love. And so the moon is in Leo on New Year's Day, and that's also when Kwanzaa ends. And then it goes void at 5 p.m. on two, on the 2nd. Um, moon goes void at 5 p.m. with a trine to Mars and Aries. So the New Year's Eve, the new year, comes in with a Leo moon, closing aspect, trine to Mars, tries to Mars in his exaltation or in his, yeah, his, ex, his rulership, sorry. And so Mars is really happy, and Moon is really happy, and it's very collaborative. So that's good. Then the Moon is void on the 2nd uh, from 5 p.m. to 8.13 p.m. when it goes into Virgo. Virgo Moon Saturday, Sunday, Monday, going void at 4.34 p.m. and is void all day until 12.42 a.m. on the 5th. And it goes void uh, at 4:34 with a sextile to Venus. Moon in Moon in Virgo squares Venus. That's on Tuesday, on Saturday evening, Sunday, and Monday. Um, so that's not. I don't. I don't generally find the lights being void a problem. Uh, the, the the girls, sorry, the feminine energy being in a hard aspect a problem. So Moon in Virgo says, well, you know, this is the process, this is the process. Venus in Sag says, well, this is the plan, this is the vision, this is the vision. And, of course, uh, the Moon in Virgo is answering to Mercury, which is answering to Saturn. And Venus is in Sag, and she's answering to Jupiter. And Jupiter and Saturn are joined. So this is, again, excellent time for New Year's resolutions, visions of the big picture, visions of the direction you want to go. A little bit of stress, not horrible, on the second, because of the moon making all these inconjuncts to uh, Pluto and Saturn and Jupiter. But it's not they're not hard. Inconjuncts are, okay, this is how we're going to adjust the plan. This is what the plan's going to be. This is how we're going to adjust it. Of course, we are in waning moon, so it's an excellent time for releasing stuff because we have the full moon on the second. And then this week, the hard day uh, is probably going to be, from the moon's point of view, um, um, 
the 31st in the in the morning until we get through that moon opposite because the moon is going to be opposite Pluto square to Mars and then opposite Saturn and Jupiter so the 31st is a little bit anxiety producing but the rest of the week pretty easy uh, the Gemini stuff, the the uh, 27th, the 28th and the 29th moon in Gemini has a, an adjusting aspect to the Pluto, Jupiter and Saturn, and hopefully uh, the guy in <laughs> the guy that's soon to be leaving the White House will sign that damn bill and and give relief to people that really need it. Um, but if he doesn't, you know, uh, which he probably won't, because that's who he is. Um, you know, the whole thing is when people tell you who they are, you have to believe them and you have to go, okay, they told me who I was. They told me who you told me who you were and now I believe you. Um, and a forward motion to all of you. You know, this is a huge new year. All the changes and the losses and the shifting and the awareness that you came to this year, all the profound aha moments that were part of your journey, all of the um all of the anxiety. You get to pack it all in a little box on this wonderful, bright, shiny Leo moon, New Year's, and say that was then, that was with the structures that changed in my life were big, massive, but now I'm at the renaissance, now I'm at the renewal. And it will take a while. It's not going to happen like the minute out of the box. we got work to do. But if you have a vision for what you want your life, what you want your life to be, it's very important these next few days to really think about like what you've learned and where you've been and how you've traveled and what it's felt like because it's really profound I mean you really think about all you've gone through this year all the people that you know what they've gone through and we got here we're here to the other side and we're we're moving into the dawn you know play that Poseidon song there's got to be a morning after if we can hold on till the dawn the dawn is almost here it's coming it's coming so hang in there. Have a wonderful, blessed, blessed week off if you have a week off and a week of work if you have a week of work. And just really for that New Year's with that lovely, shiny, bright, happy little moon in Leo, it's all about love, baby. You know, what do you love? What's your passion? Where do you want to shine in the world? Uh, and that's that's the scoop. This is Ann Orley signing off from the Bright Red Desk, wishing you a very, very Merry New Year. Hope you had a happy Christmas and a blessed Kwanzaa and a joyous Hanukkah. And here's to a bright and better 2021. I'll talk to you all next year. Hoo, 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 hoo. <laughs> Take care. Ann Orley signing off from the Bright Red Desk. Bye. <laughs>